Hello and what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Undiluted Podcast. This is JP once again, and this is episode 73. And on this episode, this is a PWFU Pro Wrestling Fans United episode. And what that is, is my pro wrestling discussion group on Facebook. At us, it's a public forum. Got a lot of cool people in there, 2.8 thousand members. I believe, and uh, shit, nowhere near that is active, obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever. We got a lot of cool people in there from all over, all over the damn place, man. We got shit people from Chicago, New York, Texas, Florida, everywhere, man. All kind of places. But um, anyway, so I got here with me today. Uh, he's been on a couple of episodes, pro wrestling related episodes. My homie Brian. So, What's going on, guys? Sup, sup, sup. And I got a first-time guest on here by the name of Sean. How y'all doing, everybody? What's up, Sean? Where you from again? I'm originally from Maryland, currently in uh, North Carolina. North Carolina, that's what's up, man. Y'all got a lot of tourists coming out there nowadays, coming to, um, what's that beach called? Myrtle? Myrtle Beach, yeah. I thought that was South Carolina. That's South Carolina? Yes. Oh, shit. Which one Charlemagne from? He's from Monk's Corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, shit. Um, so we're here to talk about some pro wrestling, man. <laughs> uh, got a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling, man. Not... I mean, finally, not just. I remember at one point it was just WWE and TNA for a while, but um, now you know TNA's impact, of course. Now we got NW NWA Power. We got uh, Impact, which formerly known as TNA. We got AEW All Elite Wrestling. We got uh. New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course. You got Major League Wrestling. Yes, sir. House of of Glory, which was recently purchased by Master P. Yeah, that Master P. No Limit Records. Uh, We got (laughs) just so much, man. So much pro wrestling to choose from nowadays. What a time to be alive. Exactly. (laughs) So... Without further ado, we're going to take a dive into the first topic at hand. Um, we're going to talk about WWE Crown Jewel, which was in Saudi Arabia on October 31st, Halloween. And coincidentally, um, no, nah, not coincidentally, but fittingly, The Fiend Bray Wyatt was finally crowned, no pun intended. Universal champion. So, how do you guys feel about that pay per view overall? Um, it wasn't a bad pay per view. It wasn't the greatest. Um, uh, there were some good matches. Like, I was actually surprised. I think his name's Monsoor. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, the guy who won that battle royal last year. 
He's actually pretty decent. Yeah, I saw somebody say he's the undertaker of Saudi Arabia, Arabia uh, events and shit. That was probably <laughs> me. <laughs> but yeah, so he had a match with AJ, right? After he won the Battle Royale. No, that was, uh, he had a match with Cesaro. Um, Her- I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Humberto had a match with AJ. Ah, okay. What would you say uh, was the match of the night? Uh, I, the only one that really caught my eye was the Cesaro versus Man, uh, Mansour match. The other ones were all right. I mean, I felt like the main event, like there was, I mean, we live in a day of age where there's so many false finishes. Like, uh, the Fiend took, what, eight or nine curb stomps, uh, fell off the stage. I mean, it was an okay match, but I would have to say Mansoor versus Cesaro was the most, you know, decent match of the night. Nice. How about you, Sean? Um, I didn't watch. Oh, you didn't uh, watch Crown Jewel? No, but I seen the highlights of it. Um, um, what did you think of what you saw? I think I think it was okay. I don't think it was anything spectacular or anything that uh, wasn't expected besides maybe Bray Wyatt winning. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, but I guess it does tie into how it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I was kind of expecting White to win but at the same time I wasn't because it's like I don't know the booking with WWE is kind of unpredictable nowadays but I, I think they made the right call especially with Raw not being the best pro wrestling show in the world right now like you know you watch Raw and then you watch NXT and it's like night and day as far as quality. So, The Fiend being a champion, and which brings up another question of, he got drafted to SmackDown, so now they have two champions on SmackDown, The Fiend and also Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion. So it's like, hmm, what are they going to do there? Because they don't have a champion on Raw. Well, I think one route, I think there's two routes that they'll go down is one, they'll keep uh, the Universal Championship on SmackDown until Survivor Series, and they may just go with a rematch with him and with Seth with some type of another gimmick match and Seth retains, or somehow they rationalize having him go into Raw because of the draft. Like, yeah, like some hidden detail that we didn't know. Aren't they supposedly supposed to have uh, a draft pick for Nikki and Alexa? For Nikki and Alexa? 
Who has that pick? An outside trade or whatever sports term they used. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Now, I think Raw has an additional draft pick. So, they could possibly uh, draft Bray Wyatt? Yes. Yeah, that's where I they probably are going to go with. Or Brock Lesnar. Oh, uh, yeah. Wyatt. Depends on what the networks want. I think Fox really wants Brock for that uh, UFC tie-in that they have. Um, yeah. yeah, that actually makes more sense. I was thinking also, man, that maybe maybe Fox could save Bobby Lashley from his bullshit with Lana and uh, Rusev. That angle is just, just awful, man. I mean, if you believe the dirt sheets and you have to take those things with a grain of salt, supposedly that whole storyline is just because Rusev and Mata are looking to leave. But I don't necessarily believe that. But it would be nice to see, you know, a dominant Bobby Lashley again. It makes sense, man. They uh, fuck over a lot of people that are leaving. Yeah. Bobby Lashley is a, a, a great wrestler, a great uh, talent to have. Uh, don't know I would call him necessarily entertaining. Uh, but he is a very good wrestler. I will admit he is better than what they have him doing right now. But... Entertaining, I don't know. Uh, no, I, I get that. I do get that, Sean, with Bobby Lashley. Like, I love his in-ring stuff, but I can see his character-wise it not work, not that great. Who are you guys talking about? Lashley. Oh, Lashley. Yeah, I mean, his mic work has never been great at all. I, I. I think Impact Wrestling did him as best as any company ever has. Um, but I think that sometimes they didn't necessarily focus on him being a character. They focused on his legit skills, which I don't think WWE is in that arena. Um, I mean, we could talk about WWE main roster not being good or the company not being good as a whole but we also have to think about the area that WWE in um, as far as what they are an entertainment company they aren't professional wrestling per se they have to be entertaining. They have to release music. They have to create grand characters. That's what they do. That's who they are. Um, and I think the people that enjoy that watch it. And I think the people that 
don't enjoy that have other options so everybody has their place that is true yeah that, that is true I mean if you think with NXT is basically their professional wrestling product and like Smackdown and Raw just their entertainment product and as you can see I don't know for, I mean some people have their own opinion about like as to the reason why NXT has uh, lower ratings than Raw and SmackDown, but as far as quality, NXT is definitely their best show right now. Yeah, definitely agree on that. Yeah. Uh, anybody who doesn't, I'd be interested in hearing like why they think otherwise. What were you about to say, Sean? Um, since NXT is more wrestling based, is more focused on the in ring, would that go into saying that wrestling as a whole isn't as popular as it was, say, 10, 20 years ago? And how many of those diehard sports wrestling fans are still around if Raw and SmackDown still do have more followers and even AEW has more followers than NXT and AEW is not necessarily wrestling either. True. I mean, I'll get to AEW in a little bit, but I don't know. NXT, it still feels like a WWE product, but it just feels like much better written. And as far as the booking as well, it's like, like I said, it's like night and day, man. They, <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely night and day. I mean, you have to, um, you got, you got to think about the people who are creative backstage for NXT. You got, um, you got William Regal, you got Triple H, which I'm not sure how much he's actually down there. Um, it's just, it's really the, the booking and the writing is a lot better. Yeah, everything's consistent. Everything feels like it means something. And what, what might have been beneficial for NXT is that it used to be like uh, a one hour show. But uh, they seem to be handling two hours well. But I know it has to be hard as fuck for them to handle three hours with Raw every single week. Yeah, I don't get why Raw, why they still keep Raw three hours. I would rather see them go back to like back to like on the East Coast. It's nine to eleven, two hours, and and. I don't even know. I don't even know if like what would actually make Raw or SmackDown better at this point. Yeah, I like I said, shit, better writing, booking that's consistent. Um, that's about it. That's the simple things, man. I mean, it's the simple things, but I'm not sure how many sponsors NXT has to answer to, but. 
I know SmackDown and Raw have to, so I don't know how much that plays into their actual writing. Yeah, but I mean, fans would be more accepting of what if more of the booking and the storylines made sense. Like, okay, take for example, um, Raw concluded Monday. This is this is the Raw leading into uh, Crown Jewel. This is so. This is technically a go home show. They end the show with this. Bobby Lashley and Rusev shit. So it's like, wait a minute. Okay, this angle isn't over at all. Nobody gives a fuck about this Lashley and Rusev shit. There's no title involved. There's nothing really of significance for it at Crown Jewel. So you have Seth Rollins and fucking Eric Rowan killing each other all over the place. And on on the episode of uh, a regular episode of Raw and not have it as the main event. Or you could have had Becky, her match, as the main event of the show. That's true. But it's like... Or, you know what I'm saying? Something... Anything. Like a segment or something involving one of the, you know, top things on the card for Crown Jewel, instead of some irrelevant bullshit. And it's like, damn, are they experimenting? They thinking, like, because people love the attitude, error, and ruthless aggression that they think we want to see some soap opera type bullshit. I mean, come on, man. It's it's 2019. If you're going to go back there, you got to think about it. Think about the quality of that stuff. Yeah, even with that soap opera stuff back in the '90s, in the Attitude Era, it was actually a lot better than what they're giving us now. Um, right? They they're not thinking about the quality; they're just thinking like, "Oh, we're giving them what they want," but it's got to be good. Yeah. Nothing good is acceptable anymore. No, I would not say that at all. In this <laughs> in this cancel culture, think about the. The things people were allowed to say on TV even yeah. 10 years ago is not the same stuff that we can say on TV now. And I think you can, I think you can still deliver something good while being PC. You can definitely they can definitely tell good stories while being PC. You definitely can. Look at NW Power. Yeah, it's, it's it's very possible, man. Look at NXT. NXT. I think also we just have to wait until Vince either dies or decides to leave. Those, oh wow! Those shows again <laughs> don't have story. Their stories are told in the ring. They don't have storylines outside of the ring. The psychology is in the ring. And I think people are allowed to be themselves a little bit more in NXT. Um, I think the input in NXT is a little bit higher. And I think the, the guidance in NXT is a little bit better. 
but they don't, don't tell stories. You don't. So you saying you feel they don't have actual angles? They just have like NJP <clears throat> New New Japan style stuff where they just tell a story in the ring, like. You think about the Rainmaker Okada, you think about him being the ace, and you think about how long it took him to get where he's at. But so many uh, Wrestle Kingdoms, like, I don't know, but it's, it, at the same time, NXT does have, like, actual stories, because you got, like, say, for example, the biggest talk of the town recently was Finn Balor turning heel, and he gave Gargano a kick to the head, and everybody is like, "Oh shit, NXT is back." Yeah, I don't expect that. NXT never went anywhere, huh? I bet I did not expect that turn. Yeah. So, what did y'all think of that hill turn? By the way, I mean, it was needed. Um, I think for me, it was for me as a fan, it was needed because. I was one of those. I'm one of those people that thought like it was for him, but now looking at it, it's he's gonna be able to shine. I guess, and I'm. I don't know if he's gonna join Undisputed Era. I think my only concern is how long is he gonna be in NXT, and can we can that be transferred onto the main roster, or are they? Just keep him on the NXT. I, I hope he's there for a while. And I, I don't feel like he got demoted. I feel like they needed a familiar name, like more familiar names down there. And they saw those ratings and how things turned out. And they're like, oh, AEW actually beat one of our shows. So let's get some more familiar names down there without making it, you know, too obvious. Like, they're not going to send Roman Reigns and John Cena over there. So I think it, it Finn is a good fit, man. And some other NXT, former NXT guys, I think they'd be great to go back there too, like a Cesaro. Like, that would benefit him greatly. But, yeah, that'd be great. Um, but I think if Cesaro does go to NXT, I think NXT UK would be um, would could use his help more than the NXT here in the states needs it. Oh yeah. Why you say that? Uh, I only pay. Well, for me, as a, I only, I mean, I watch the NXT shows, but for the NXT UK, I'm only watching the takeover shows. I mean, I've watched I've watched the the, the NXT UK uh, on their non takeover shows, and it's 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 okay, but it feels uh, for me it feels like a watered down um, Rev Pro. I don't know if you know what Rev Pro is, but it's a British. Oh yeah, um, I've watched it. And that's what it feels like to me. It just feels like a knockoff version of Rev Pro. Damn. What about my girl Rhea Ripley? I like her. Um, I, I don't go think ahead, Rhea Ripley is ready yet to be 
in the spot that she's in. Why you say that? I, I think that there are people that have proven themselves uh, more than she has. I don't think her character is developed. I don't think she's quite comfortable with her character. Her 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 biker brutality thing seems kind of forced to me. Um, it again, it feels like a character. It doesn't feel like that's her. Whereas a Bianca Belair, that feels natural. Her, a, a Candice Murray, that's her. Io uh, Shirai, that's her. Uh, 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 Dakota Kai, uh, Tegan, uh, all those people that are comfortable. I don't think she's comfortable yet. Hmm. I don't know. I like Rhea Ripley a lot. I I didn't notice. I just I don't know. I'm seeing in PWFU a lot of people got the hots for her lately. I <laughs> mean, uh, I like I do like Rhea, uh, but I'm as much as you do. But I have to agree with Sean. I feel like it's I feel like it's. Her character's kind of forced, and she hasn't found her niche. Um, I think she's talented in the ring, um, but I think I don't. I don't know. I I'm more interested in and uh, Mo than than Rhea right now. You mentioned Bianca Belair. I feel like her and Candice LeRae are like they're the most prepared to take NXT to like that top level as far as the women's division especially you know like remember back then in the earlier days when the four horse women would go at it and those like those were like straight classics like yeah. some of the best women's matches real like in WWE history and I think they still doing matches like that but at the same time we're not hearing about them as much and I think Bianca is is better character-wise and, and performance-wise in three years than Rhea is at six. Damn. I think, I think my boy Greg would like to have a word with you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bianca has the has the charisma she has the when they when they let Bianca talk she, she is a very decent talker only has been in the business for three years uh, her in ring I don't think anybody can deny her talent in between the ropes I don't think anybody can deny her psychology in the ropes and I don't think anybody can deny her attractiveness. She's everything that WWE likes, and she's everything that pure wrestling fans like. I don't understand why she's not happy yet. Well, um, I think with Bianca, and I just, it's just something I've 
Um, I thought maybe a good idea for her. I think she should have her own like faction or like trio. I mean, I don't know. But I definitely agree that I, I don't understand why she hasn't been an NXT Women's Champion. That's beyond me. Right. I, they basically have a losing matches now. Like, she's kind of becoming the women's Dolph Ziggler. I oh, God. The, the way they set up Bianca in her leading up to her matches with Shayna Baszler, I think she was the perfect person to knock Shayna Baszler off the mountain. I, I think that was a very big mistake to not have her win the title. I think it was a perfect setup. I think Shayna was at a point where she... I don't think Shayna Baszler can get any higher in NXT. I don't think she has anything else to prove in NXT. And I think that the timing was perfect for Bianca. Hmm. I love, hey, I, just like anybody else, I love Bianca Belair. But for some reason, I'm not feeling that whole coming out dance and shit. Like, I, I'll just, I don't know. It kind of, it's not the exact same as Sasha, but it does give me the been there, done that kind of feel to it. And I just want to see that. I just want to see something different from her. Even though she's a great performer, man. Great. But as far as uh, gimmick, personality, or whatever, I, I just want to see something different from her. Maybe have her use her, her hair and like a crown clutch move. I mean, that'd be different. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty cool in itself that she uses her hair as a weapon. That's awesome. And she's strong as fuck. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's the same as Sasha, but I don't know. I don't want to just... Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll say it. You, you, you get kind of tired of seeing the, the black performers doing the same type of shit, man, as far as gimmicks. Like, damn, I, I want to see a goth character or a rock and roll like a you know rock star type but you know what at the same time i do kind of feel like uh velveteen dream i guess he's a bit different like a lot of yeah. people a lot of people shitted on that at first but uh he, he got that over and it turned out to be great yeah velveteen dream i think it's the only like black character that is different um, but it's just it's WWE's track record they're gonna go for the stereotypical black gimmick either have have the you know the, the male superstar you know dance or the female dance or you know throw pancakes and you know smile or, half the time or he's a street dude or you got guys like Bobby Lashley and our truth yeah and they just don't know what the fuck to do with like a Lashley or um, what's the other homie name who he's swole as hell and can do flips 
Apollo Cruz, yeah, Apollo Cruz. Oh. Boy, what the fuck? And he was my he was my favorite on the independence um, when he was uh, on Nation. Um, I thought they were gonna do big things with him, but I guess I'm not. Yeah. It's, he he's not that good at cutting promos though, so I guess that's why they didn't push the hell out of him. Is he, is he still on the main roster? Who, Apollo? Yeah. Yes. I think what he's on the What are they doing with him? I think he's on Raw. Probably enjoying catering. Wow. And um, speaking of... Speaking of black wrestlers, I know you guys uh, saw a very controversial situation with uh, Jordan Miles, formerly known as ACH, NXT, with his, the whole incident. Uh, you go ahead, give the rundown of it, Sean, for those who are not familiar with that. Um, so he had, uh, when NXT went to USA, they released. Uh, new shirts for all the NXT uh, superstars, and he got a shirt that wore that he sees as blackface. Um, so NXT has been on USA for what two months, a month and a half, about a month and a half, and he's just now saying something about the shirt um and and he's very upset about it and he went on twitter and he's been on instagram saying that wwe doesn't about black people and neither does ring of honor and and he's tired of being passed up because he's black um and he called jay lethal or uncle tom Yes. That was wild. <laughs> um, I, I think he, I think he does have a point about the shirt. Um, where, where I think he was very mistaken and quite frankly is uh, annoying is that it comes out that he okay's this design, the physical design as it was presented to him but he said that he didn't want to deny the design because he didn't want to be quote unquote that guy that caused a problem at that stage and um we see how that recently has been a problem for guys like Leo Rush who who have been seen as being higher than the business um, but where that point kind of disintegrates is now that you're coming out, you're bringing up Ring of Honor, you're bringing up great people, you're practically bringing up every place you've ever worked and basically calling them races. Why are you still in business? Why did you open the design on any color shirt if you felt so strongly about it 
and you feel so strongly about hashtag core culture, why would you okay design in any shape or form? Um, if you're going to wait a month and a half to come out about the shirt, are you upset that you're not on TV? Are you upset that you're getting passed up? Are you, is this built up for Ring of Honor? Is this built up for five years, 10 years? Who knows? I just think it's kind of sketchy. Um, even though he has a point at the surface, I think he went about it the wrong way. And I think he kind of ran over his points with his actions and his words and his timing of everything. So how do you think he should have handled it? I think he should have denied the design completely. If he felt like it was a racist design, which he admits that he felt uncomfortable with these initial designs, then he shouldn't have just said no. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, if he felt that way right off top, then yeah, he should have just told him. Like he, he even had a private meeting with Triple H. You could have told him then. So on that part, yeah, I gotta agree with you. Yeah, I think he. I think he had the right to uh, to talk about it. But I think that, like Booker T said, it should have been kept in the company. Not, they're not, they're not, and I do think it's that the t-shirt was racist, but uh, we just kind of went too far with the recall and what other people that it needs to be involved in. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that he shouldn't feel the way he felt or whatever. I, I can't really say that he should have went about it a different way because we all different. Everybody reacts to certain things different ways, so I don't know. Maybe you might have been afraid, like, if I say something, then I'll lose the chance to get a push that they had lined up for me, or you never know what was going through his head, man. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't think that really matters now. I think it's safe to say it's pushing over. career is over. Who, who's going to like, if people think whenever he gets upset, he's going to start dropping pipe bombs or what he feels are pipe bombs and start calling out this guy and that guy. Who wants to deal with that? I wouldn't say his career is over. I, I could see AEW picking him up like, fuck it. I was actually surprised that WWE did pick him up. I, I've watched him for years on the independents. He had a really dope match with uh, Willie Mack in uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. But I was actually surprised he was picked up. I think he's a great wrestler, but I, I just I don't see like big company wise why he retired. Uh, he's a pretty small guy, and with them doing that cruiserweight thing, I think they might have picked him up for that. Um, I mean, he, I mean, WWE with just the environment, I think, 
people hate it, but I think it does show weaknesses, and I think it is the place where you either show and prove or you fall to the wayside. I, you, we heard wrestlers talk about this brass ring, and, and we hear John Cena say WWE is what you make it. And I think to a certain extent that is true. I think it does have a way of showing weaknesses in people. And I think ACH in a smaller pond is very good. But I think he's not fit for the ocean. He's not fit for the sharks of the wrestling business. Um, Damn. You said not even for the business, not let alone WWE. I think there's people better than him, like a Leo Rush, like a Willie Mack, like a Jay Lethal. I think Jay Lethal is miles ahead of him. Think about people like Jonathan Gresham and and Rich Swan and Rich Swan. He's over at Impact, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's on Impact, but he's he's making quite a bit of money on the. Making it NXT, so he's doing pretty good for himself. Oh, that's what's up. He got into a little trouble with the law, and that's why he's not with WWE anymore, right? It was some domestic violence thing. I don't know if it was ever taken to court, but yeah, that made headlines on. Uh, I remember I, was, I saw that on the news and shit here in Chicago. So I was like, damn. Yeah, he supposedly dragged his wife down the street or something. In the oh, dang. That's crazy. And Swan was one of uh, Kevin Owens' boys who he advocated for. Um, but yeah, I wish... I wish... I wish a- ACH would have handled it different, that's true. Do I, do I wish he would have handled it differently? Um, no, I think he handled it the way he felt like he should have. Um, the part that was annoying to me was the calling out of other superstars, other wrestlers that are obviously better than him. Just makes him look better, makes him look bitter. And... I don't think his issue is with WWE. I think this was just icing on the cake. I think he's been agitated with the business for a long time. Hmm. Yeah, that's possible. I, 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 like I said, I think I said on one of the Facebook posts, I think he's the kind of guy that thinks things should be handed to him because he's black. I, I think he's the kind of guy that. Damn, I wouldn't say all that. That. Uh, <laughs> all that. Maybe not handed to him because he's black, but I think some African American people think that because they're black and other races have have been pushed up and we've been pushed down for so long. That we that we can just do whatever, and people should look the other way. Um, 
I mean, is that, ne- is that necessarily a bad a bad thing? I mean, if you, I mean, if you, I mean, I know it might be strange coming from me, but like, if you look, how many like black champions have we have actually had in the WWE? That were uh, like. Cool. Well, we got Rock, Rock, he Marjorie. Doesn't, he doesn't count. None of those. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. None of those count. According to the internet. We got Rock, Mark, Henry, Kofi. Um, Booker T. Booker T. And I don't know if you count. I mean, it wasn't a WCW, but he was... I think the first black heavyweight champion. Yeah. So. Our church. The former. Is he WWE N- champion? NW- NWA, you are? Yeah, it was when TNA was had business with the NWA. I think, yeah. was it? Didn't Our truth win the WWE title? Like, Hell no. He's won the United States title. 24-7. And the tag team. Yeah. Never. No. Interesting. That's why when Kofi won the title at WrestleMania, um, that video that went viral with uh Shad and um MVP crying, they were shedding tears, man, because it's it was history for them. Like Damn, a black WWE champion. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time since The Rock. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I I think wrong. I think wrong is wrong, and I think when you start feeling like people should look the other way because you've been uh, suppressed for so long. I think that is a dangerous standard and it's just mediocre. We should strive to be better. We shouldn't just strive to be a certain way. Um, but that's just me. And it, and it sounds ACH or Jordan thinks he's been he's been overlooked. Any 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 kind of insinuates it is because he's African American and he doesn't uh, act a certain way, which I think he was trying to imply about Jay Lethal and why he had such a long title reign. Has Lethal said anything back, or you just let it bounce off on? I haven't seen anything. He's probably puzzled. Like I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I want to ask you guys one more thing about. A WWE related thing, and then we'll move into some other promotions. Um, what'd you guys think of the Lesnar match? Uh, 
hot garbage. Like, I I didn't get it. Like, so he had Lesnar had I think he had Velasquez against the um, the corner in the corner, and there was no five count. I maybe I missed an announcement that this was supposed to be like an MMA match, but to me it was garbage. So what, what was garbage about it to you? Like it was too fast, or it was one. It was way too fast. Um, I am more. I'm okay if MMA fighters want to come over and try something new. And I've seen his matches in uh, that he did in Triple A, uh, but I think he, they should have waited to have him because he just. I don't know. He looks. Really, uh, it was probably his first match. Of WWE's nervous. I don't match, but it just it felt rushed, and the whole setup for the Kimura lock really didn't look natural. Natural. Hmm. Who do you think did Tyson? Yeah, and what did you guys think of the Tyson Fury match? I didn't care for that either. It ended in a count out, and because uh, Fury knocked out Braun, I guess. Um, I would say the same thing with Tyson. We needed to spend more time in the PC Center. Hmm. Well. Oh. well, this is all for Saudi Arabia, so I don't know if you guys noticed. The bookend and the storyline, they get all weird around the time of Crown Jewels coming up, so things might look a lot different next week. For fifteen million, I don't think I would spend too much time in a performance. <laughs> Say, give me that Saudi money right away. See that even got Shawn Michaels' ass out of retirement. <laughs> oh God! You see how quickly he got. Right, you came with that bald ass head. <laughs> right, let me get that <laughs> that Saudi blood money. Him with him with a struggle beard. Right. You know, we've got the funny thing plan. about that is that Shawn didn't want to come back, and I don't know why. Triple H said to him, but I guess money talks. Triple H said, shit, you better come get this motherfucking money. <laughs> he probably he probably been loaning him money and shit. He's like, man, you gotta come your ass home and get this fucking money. But like I was about to say, we gotta mention the fact that um, women were allowed to have a wrestling match over there for the first time ever. Yeah. Natty, Lacey Evans. So that was history. Yeah, the match wasn't actually that bad. Like Lacey was actually good in the match for once. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but Natty got hit in the got hit with a water bottle and coming down the ramp. What? Yeah, some fans threw a water bottle. What the fuck? People don't like the hearts right now, 
I think that had more so to do with her being a woman, though. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I own WWE, the smallest incident like that will lead me to saying, okay, this is the last show. <laughs> like, for real, at, at some point, man, those women can just fuck around and be like, man, look, y'all keep doing business with Saudi Arabia. These people don't see us as equals. Like, fuck this. I, I, we boycott the company. Yeah. We going on strike. The only reason I watched Crown Jewel because I know we had talked about doing an episode for for it, and I, otherwise I wasn't going to watch because because of the whole women thing. Uh, that's pretty messed up. And they had to dress a certain way instead of being able to wear they, their own trademark gear. Um, I wonder if that was Saudi Arabia's decision in fighting for that. Then you can't really fuck them. You can't really, um, you know, say that they don't care about their women. No, I'm not. I'm not saying on that. But at the same time, these women, I'm pretty sure a lot of them feel some type of way about this. Um, yeah, but again, $10 million, <laughs> you can feel how you want. Let's check the clear first, and then we can worry about emotions. I'm still, man. I don't know. I mean, none of us are women, so... I, I just know I would feel strange about it. Like, if yeah, I would feel a certain type of way about it. Yeah. But I mean, you don't necessarily have to agree with another country's culture. It's not like they have to live there or even visit there. I yeah. look at it as a job, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I'm glad Natty's all right. It's fucked up. People throwing shit at her, but uh, oh, she got paid very well. That's not as bad as that, that guy that tried to damn their fist Sasha as uh Whatever heaven to sell, I think it was. The one before that, Night of Champions. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> a lot of sick people out here, man. These people wonder why Sasha doesn't like fans. Right. I mean, so now, I'm going to take out the time. To uh, take a dive into AEW. First of all, let's talk a bit about the champion Chris Jericho and Inner Circle. I don't know. 
I think Jericho, he's, he's bringing his A game right now. On the top heels of pro wrestling at the moment. Um, this guy constantly reinvents himself after all these years. And he just remains relevant. And I feel like, and it's crazy because I still feel like he's underrated. But you ask people like, he's the GOAT. They automatically say like, uh, Rock or Stone Cold and a couple other names. But a lot of people don't mention Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho's in the ring and on the mic is one of the greatest performers I've seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of wrestlers, man. Yeah, this is definitely uh, the best that Chris Jericho has been. Uh, probably since his uh, early, way before, you know, WCW East, when he was in the, uh, the war and uh, when he was in the New Japan early on. Um, as this is like his best run. Um, uh, when he won that championship, I wasn't totally on solo. Came on being the champion. Uh, I was wanting Paige to win, even though I'm not a fan of him. I was just thinking somebody, you know, younger. But I understood they needed somebody who has that everybody knows, even if you're not like a diehard wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. What, what do you guys think of him having the stable for the first time ever? Which I was surprised. Like, damn, this is really his first time having the stable? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he'll probably pop back in. But, yeah, what's your but, thoughts? Uh, on uh, stable? I... I think I think it's a good stable, and I do like it. I think I think my only problem was, and I and I am a Jack. Well, he's not Jack Swagger anymore. It's Jake. It's going by his real name, Jake Hager. Um, I think it would have been better if Jake Hager was on his own. I would have wanted to see him bring in somebody else. I'm not really entirely sure. But I do like that Sammy is going to be under Chris Jericho's uh, tutelage just because Sammy has a lot of promise and I think he can be a future world champion. Yeah, he's a pretty small guy. I didn't realize he was that small. I watched uh, him versus Hangman Page and um, I was like, damn, Sammy, pretty little, but he's very talented though, man. So. Yeah. And I saw Randy Orton throw him some love on Twitter. Saying that he really liked to work with him. And Orton, that's funny because uh he was talking a lot of shit lately, making it seem like after his contract's up he might get AEW a shot. Uh I don't know if that will actually happen because he has a pretty nice contract and um and WWE, and he's able to be with his family more. Um, so I don't know if he can get like kind of the same contract in AEW. Uh, I think I think we discussed this in uh, in the group. Um, 
that Randy does need a resurgence. Like, I don't care to see Randy versus anyone now because it's just not the same Randy that we saw back uh, as Bastards was probably in 2009. Right. Yeah, he's nothing like Chris Jericho who can just at any given time reinvent himself and come up with these different gimmicks and characters. Um, Orton is just Orton. Right. And then you have to ask yourself the question, does he want to reinvent himself? And just and maybe he just wants to say the way his current character is. Yeah. I don't know, man. It would be nice to see him at AEW, though. I would be refreshing for his fans and him, but I doubt it's going to happen. Like you said, he signed like a 10-year deal and nah, he's not getting that type of deal in AEW, like not right off top. No. I mean, I kind of... I kind of... Oh, I was just going to say, I kind of didn't... I don't think we ever really got it. I kind of wanted to see Randy versus Cody. Um, it would, I, if they were going to, if, if he was going to go to AEW, you could. I would like to see. Technically, t- he was his, Cody's mentor, so mentor versus teacher with legacy. Right. I mean, maybe Ted DiBiase comes. Junior comes back. I don't know. Legacy was um, Legacy was pretty cool, man. Ted, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. He decided, kind of. I get. Did he say? Did he make it official that he retired? Yeah, he were. He, I think he retired. He wrestled. Uh, his father owns a Christian-based wrestling company, and I think he wrestled for that for a couple matches and then announced that he was retiring and I think he does like I think he has his own like all outdoor sportsman type of YouTube podcast thing mm-hmm. yeah he was good man Legacy they had some nice views with BX uh, but it is what it is man like, like you said though if Orton did end up going to AEW, it would be nice to see him and Cody go at it. And uh, speaking of which, Cody, um, he's now feuding with Chris Jericho. And then we got Moxley and Omega. We got this whole side story with Pac. Um, the newly crowned AEW Tag Team Champions. The Lucha Brothers. Wait, no, not the Lucha Brothers. SEU. SEU won, actually. Um, AEW has a lot going on. Yeah, I was actually surprised that Lucha Brothers didn't win. They were my choice to win. Um... But I guess you could kind of see that SU was going to win when, you know, Christopher Daniels gets injured 
and then you have Scorpio Sky stepped out the plate to um, to prove his worth in the group. Um, and another wrestling group that I'm a part of, uh, they mentioned, which I didn't even think of, if if Daniels does come back, they could use the the Freebird rule um, if they wanted to. Oh, that's awesome. Explain the Freebird rule to these listeners who might not be familiar with that. So the Freebird rule was uh, invented with Michael Hayes and the Freebirds. They um, held, it was not WCW, but it was like the WCCW or something like that somewhere in the South. Um, Basically, a trio who has a tag team championship uh, can interchange members so let's for example let's say daniels is healthy and uh wants to compete uh he could switch with kaz or uh or with scorpio sky oh yeah 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 and new day then yeah new day they utilized that they, yeah, they kind of utilized it, um, but Woods was Kofi was in there more when they hold they held the the, the championships, um, but they didn't they used it, but they didn't use it as as much. It's kind of like someone was injured. Okay, Woods is out with an injury, by the way. He'll be gone for a while. I think he what he broke his foot, right? Yeah, his Achilles. Yeah. Poor guy. But back to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about this whole petty shade throwing that WWE and AEW do? Um, so I didn't participate in that discussion today that was, I think, in discussion in the group yesterday, uh, just because I see both sides. I don't think you can argue that one side should not host each other. Um, but I do agree, uh, I don't remember who said it, what Wexler said it. Uh, I do think for AEW's sake, they should keep WWE out of their mouth. Because they simply said that they weren't trying to compete with the other company. So if you're not trying to compete with WWE, then why mention them? Right. And the most recent incident was uh, between Jericho and Cody. And uh, what, what, what exactly did Cody say? Like, we're not in that other company anymore. I'll go yeah. kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I get that. I mean, it was cool. Wasn't it all or nothing or double or nothing where he did the sledgehammer thing on Triple H's throne? Yeah. I mean, that was cool at that moment, but I felt like that should have been the only statement that AEW made about WWE. I agree. I agree because you can't you can't even directly compete with WWE because 
at this point they're like a like a huge brand with with a bunch of branches like there's not just one thing if, if let's say you going ahead to head with raw but then on the other hand there's an XT there's smackdown and etc you know and the other thing is WWE's been a company for what over uh, if you want to go way back 50 years over 50 years like this has been a like years in the making and so they've got their stuff together we can say whatever we want about you know their booking or and if you've seen that report where the 83% of their I think it was their income or stocks went down like that's not really going to face them. I just think AEW just needs to stay true to what they said they were going to be and not be concerned with NXT or any other WWE product. And I do have a feeling that they filling out different time slots because now all of a suddenly, uh, now all of a sudden, you know, they're doing replays on Thursdays, and I I think that's an experiment, man. You mean Fridays? Huh? I thought it was Fridays. Was it Friday or was it Thursday? I know they did a replay last Friday. Oh, whichever one it is, they they trying different time slots, man, for a reason. And then we got AEW Dark, which comes on on Tuesdays. Right, and which if anyone listening to this hasn't checked that out, I would highly recommend you do check that out because that's actually some of the matches on AEW Dark has been better than what they've shown on Dynamite. Yeah. It, it, like I said, AEW has a lot going on and um, I think a lot of people don't realize that AEW is owned by a billionaire as well. So it's like they got the money to do some pretty nice things, and some people don't realize that. They think, yeah, like, oh, yeah this is some bullshit with a bunch of former WWE guys. Like, nah. Yeah, that's one thing they got to be careful, and I know they said that they're not going to hire a bunch of w, former WWE guys, um, but I have a feeling they might fall into that trap like we were talking about what if Randy's when Randy's contract come up? Are they going to hire him, and will that start a trend? I think they got a good group of talent now, but I think they have to concentrate if they want to add new talent to their roster. Stick to you know like the Indies or the UK or the Japan scene. Like, kind of leave the former WWE guys alone. Even Impact, leave Impact alone. Yeah. And who owns that now? Huh? I said, who owns that now? You know? Impact? Um, yeah. I think it's still Anthem. Uh, Actually, the person who would know would be Sean, but he hasn't chimed back in. <laughs> yeah. Impact. And then it comes on Anthem. But uh, it's on Anthem. It comes on Access? Yeah. Yeah, I might check them out. I'm going to 
Sammy Callahan fan. Yeah, I actually got to I I got to watch the Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage match. Uh, that was pretty decent. I just their they don't their wrestling is great. Like I check them out once in a while. Their wrestling is great, but their storylines don't make sense. They had Brian Cage retain at Bound for Glory, but then you know the next you know the for the first episode, Sammy becomes the champ. I just didn't add, add up to me. Yeah, that's pretty weird. The next night. But you never know, man. They it might have been a legit reason. Oh, there's only a reason because at the end of the cage match, Tessa Blanchard comes down the ramp. So I think Sammy is just uh keeping the belt warm for her. <laughs> oh, so you think they're gonna put the belt on Tessa Blanchard? I think it's gonna I think it's gonna happen because they've been they've been pretty big on the intergender wrestling, which I'm not totally sold on, but if that's your thing, more power to you. Uh, that could be their answer to, you know, Becky being the man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Tessa's great, but, um, and I don't, I don't say this because I want to see companies die. I'm never that type of fan, but I still think Impact is having a slow death. It's just that people keep on rescuing it and giving it like a little breath of air and they do some exciting things, but they don't do anything that really shakes the rest of the world. Yeah, I forgot. A lot of us forget that they even exist. So that's pretty crazy. But I hope uh, I'm, I'm just hoping to see Tessa and NXT someday, man, to be honest. Yeah, hopefully. I, if I remember correctly, her and Ricochet were dating. And the rumor was the reason that she didn't get or didn't sign with WWE or they didn't pick her up and pick them both up was because they didn't want any drama. Yeah, I heard about that too. But now Ricochet's gone. He's on the main roster. Yeah. She's definitely ready, man. She's good in the ring, good promo. She got it all. Yep. So back to uh, AEW once again. They're preparing for pay-per-view. So what what's your thoughts on this whole Moxley thing when he went in and talked to Tony Khan and he's like, oh, AEW is a responsible for your match with Omega, so it's not going to count. Uh, I mean, I was excited when he came to AEW. I think we all were. And I thought it was pretty sweet when he, with his new move, put him through that glass table. Um, kind of, you know, his deathmatch wrestling roots there. Um I just feel like this is, I, I think we're getting, I don't even know if we're getting the full John Moxley because I remember him when him and Sammy used to be part of a tag team. 
uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, the Switchblade Conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. And he was a lot more intense then. So I feel like we're getting, I don't know if we're getting a John Moxley full version. I think we're getting a light version with a more darker Dean Ambrose edge. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to their match. If they're going to make if what he's saying to Khan to make it on sanction, I don't know what they're going to go with that. Um, I just don't know how long, I mean, I don't know how long he can do the whole madman character, like loose cannon. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it has some longevity to it. He just needs like good storylines to keep him going though, man. Yeah. I mean eventually I want to see him turn heel and leave his own faction. Uh, maybe have uh, the, the Dark Order under his belt. Um, you know, the, which I like to call, I mean, I I love the Dark Order. I remember when they were the Super Smash Brothers, but to me, they're now they're the knockoff version of Sanity. Damn. Good old Sanity. I don't know. I, I just feel like I can't help but feel like uh, Kenny Omega should have been the first AEW champion, even though Jericho is killing it. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? I understand the business aspect of things. It's like, okay, look at my first champion. This is Jericho. Everybody knows who that is. Right. And that and that's my thing. It's the business part for Grishow. I was I, – I thought – Omega was going to be the first champion. Um, but I think that's going to be down the road. Yeah, it's probably going to be a while because where it is, yeah. him and the Bucks are always telling Co- uh, Tony Khan that they want to lose. They want to put put over their opponent, but he's like, no, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think my big thing with um, Jericho versus Cody, um, I don't. I think it's going to be really weird if uh, I don't think Cody's going to win. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be ever a good time. I think they should wait a while before putting a belt on Cody, because um, that's just going to look weird, uh, especially being a founder of the company. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as that's a man holding the WWE Championship or the ECW Championship. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, I, I think that segment was pretty cool. He came, burst through the door. Yeah. Oh, Jericho. He's like, I'm going to take it. I can't believe they made a shirt out of that. <laughs> I did like, um, I've only seen how I haven't watched Dynamite yet this week, but I thought it was pretty sweet to see uh, Santana and Ortiz like just destroy the Rock Hall Express. <laughs> Those guys. So let's uh, talk about NWA a little bit. 
Yeah, I was like. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I didn't say anything. You were. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I've only I just started watching because, uh, like we said in the beginning, like there's so much out there. Like I'm trying to get caught up with Progress Wrestling. Uh, I still haven't watched New Japan Royal Quest, so I just I watched the first two episodes of Power. Um, I thought it was great. It was nice to see them use one of my favorite bands, uh, Doki. Uh, for Into the Fire. Um, I think it has that old school feel. Uh, the only thing that made me really laugh was seeing Trevor Murdoch again. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> he looks bloated as hell. <laughs> they got Damien Sandell. Yeah, you got uh, Mr. Anderson, uh, Sam Puck's former buddy, uh, Colt Cabana. James Storm. They're all in the NWA? Yeah. Nice. What you think of... So... You think all of the presentation and everything they're doing, like, all of it is great? No intros, all that old school stuff? I mean, I would say an NWA power... And going forward, just for the end of it, is more for those diehard wrestling fans. I don't know if they're going to spark the interest of a casual fan, you know, like the, the one that watches like a Raw once in a while or watches the WWE pay-per-view once in a while. It's definitely tailored towards uh, who like the old school stuff. Um, I think the only um, thing that I would change... Um, is the guy who's doing commentary with Cornette. I don't really care for him, but Cornette has always been good on commentary. I mean, that's the only really good thing I could say about him. Yeah. Cornette talks a lot of shit. Yeah, and he, I, I get where, I sometimes I get where he's coming from, but a lot of just that old school mentality, and he I haven't watched the episode yet. I guess there was a hardcore type of match on episode four. And he said, well, this isn't like, I'm, I'm not quoting from word for word, but this ain't my cup of tea, but that's what they want to do. Uh, Jim Ross mentioned uh, about AEW, you know, he wasn't feeling some of the stuff he said with their performances. Yeah, I heard that. And I, I, I don't get Jim Ross because he's a, he's one of the people that should know not to just like, I mean, I'm he's passionate. I get he's passionate. He's always been passionate about the wrestling business. But I think him being a veteran and being somebody who used to be, in, you know, one of the head um, agents in WWE, he would know, like, there's no point of answering Seth or even, like, mentioning his girlfriend, which his comments weren't wrong. It's just, I didn't see the point. Yeah. It just came off as super petty. It's just like, come on, man. Why even go there? 
So yeah, he's not, not as old as his girlfriend. And someone started selling shirts this year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What do you think of uh, Tony Siobhan being back? He's so natural, it feels like he never left. But I can't help but think I can't help but think of WCW. Yeah, yeah. I I was surprised that they hired him. I I like him. Um, I think the only thing that I get kind of I get kind of worried about is Excalibur. Um, I don't know if you had ever you know you were ever really into pro wrestling gorilla, but he. He does better there on commentary than he does in AEW, and I don't know if it's because it's a live TV show, and a lot like, and then he uses a lot of the references that he uses in PWG, like nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow, and I remember I think it was like, like a week ago, and like Jr. and Tony did not get it at all. <laughs> nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. That was funny as hell. Not as funny as Hogan saying for the, the promo for uh, Crown Jewel saying that he forced his team to drink a glass of sand. What? Yeah, he said, oh, I trained them in the in the desert, brother. And when they said they were thirsty, brother, I made them drink a glass of sand. Okay. <laughs> Hogan's always butchering some shit, though, man. That motherfucker shouldn't even be in WWE, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. What what you think of Jungle Boy? Uh, I like Jungle Boy. I, um, I got introduced to him watching uh, Game Changer Wrestling. Um, and he, uh, he's pretty good. Um, I don't have a problem with him being small, um, like some people do, especially with his teammate Marco Stunt. Um, I just, I think he's going to add a little bit more to his move set, um, and I don't know if he wants to stay Jungle Boy his whole career. I don't know if that's something he wants to continue with. Speaking of which, a lot of people had issues with. JR calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah, he broke the fourth wall. <laughs> and uh, the Perry last name, who's Jungle Boy related to? Luke Perry. Oh, that's Luke Perry's son? Yeah. Wow. Which is the amazing thing, because with his dad's death, he's been able to, like, somehow get through it and, like, just push through and put some on, on some amazing matches. Bro, I had no idea. Chanel. But I was like, who the hell is he related to? Because I, I saw that he didn't, at first, he didn't want his name out there like that. Or his government. And he, he wanted to be his own man. And, and, you know, he didn't want people looking at him like, oh, he's only getting these opportunities because of his last name. 
I mean, I had no idea who he's related to. Yeah, and he has been he has been wrestling long. Um, uh, I I definitely get why he doesn't want to be known by his his you know his dad's name. Um, but I don't think he's gonna have a problem with that. I understood why some people had a problem with that. But if people gonna remember Jay, I know respect Jr. But he's old. Like he's not the same guy back you know in the '90s or even early 2000s. Exactly. And Jim Ross has been through a lot, man. Yeah, he lost his wife what, last year, and plus, plus he has you know health issues. Yeah, he has that uh, cerebral palsy. Yep. I'm seeing now that uh. Says breaking news. Uh, a lot of WWE talent might not be able to make it back in time for SmackDown. Damn. Well, there's no it's surprise the- there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, they should have. I mean, it would have been kind of weird. I don't know how they would have worked it out with Fox, but. Maybe would have had done do an episode on Saturday. I don't know, like do a network special of it. I don't know Fox is gonna be pissed. <laughs> That's a live show. Yeah, and especially when they should be pissed when they haven't been pulling in the ratings that they that Fox wants. Yeah, and then it came on FS1 last week. And that's how, in part, how uh, AEW ended up beating them in ratings. So I know this guy's like, man, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because <laughs> Seth Rollins, he, he talks a lot of shit, but I do honestly feel that he looks at AEW like, okay, you guys are a little lead compared to us. I mean, I have no problem with him saying that, and I'm not entirely sure why people get really offended by that. Because if you are, and like I said it in a discussion we had in a group today, Seth Rollins is the new golden boy, and he is the company man. If you're a company man, you're going to say, my company's the best. And you're, whether you truly believe it or not, you're not going to go say, yeah, WWE is the minor leagues and AEW is the major leagues. And you know what, though? John Cena will absolutely never be able to get get away with saying some shit like that, though. No. Like they, the fans would never let him live that down. Yeah, but John Cena, like, and this is the difference between Seth and, and Cena. Cena got gets a lot of unnecessary hate. And I'll be the first one to admit I was one of those haters back in the day. I'm not saying he's my all-time favorite wrestler but i do have respect for him just for some of the you know he takes i mean you know he's wwe through and through he's not i mean he i don't think cena ever really did the independence i know he did uh he got trained in the same school that samoa joe i think got trained in um but 
I, I think it I think it's different with Seth. The reason uh, Seth can, can kind of get away with it because he was in the minor leagues before he got to WWE. That's true. As Tyler Black. Yeah, as Tyler Black. And my favorite moment uh, of him being Tyler Black was not even a match. He wrestled for the shitty promotion. Um, I think it was IW Mid South, and I the think flip. he was facing, huh? The flip off the guy's stomach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing that he, he's ever done. <laughs> so not the black album. No, I mean, I liked him in Ring, uh, ring Honor, but I, at the time when he was in Ring Honor, I was not really watching him. That's when I started watching, I wasn't really watching Ring of Honor, I was watching, that's when I started getting to, uh, like, the, the scene in Japan with Noah and um, New Japan and Dragon Gate. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know shit about Seth Rollins until um, NXT. And um, him, he turned out to be the first ever NXT champion. He was pretty cool. It was nice seeing him introduced to us. Yeah. Like, for real, for real, with the shield. And the rest was history. And um, I like Seth Rollins, but like I said, I say in the group all the time, I, I think he's way better as a heel. Oh, definitely. And it's funny because at one point he was over as a baby face, but shit, that wore thin real quick. Everybody wanted to see him be Lesnar because everybody's tired of that same old bullshit. Yeah, it's kind of a, ca- I don't know if I'm using the, the phrase right, catch 22, you know, you don't want Brock to be champion and then. Seth becomes champion and becomes a shitty babyface. And, um, you know, when he was a heel, at least, you know, like he was, he was cheered for. I like, I remember how hot as a heel he was when he went up against uh, John Cena and everybody was cheering for him because he broke Cena's nose. I, I'm one of the few people that miss John Cena, man. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but he said in an interview like, a couple months ago, uh, he, with his last match that he had uh, mm-hmm. with some of the younger guys, he said, I don't know if I can keep up with them. Cena said that? Yeah, I remember him saying that. Nah, he bullshit. Well, I mean, if you think about it, look at his, look at his move set. If you look at his move set, it's basically a modern day Hulk Hogan move set. Just like, we all talk about the five move, uh, moves of Doom, and literally he said he said himself that's the whole thing. And yes, each wrestler has a certain move set, but a lot of the young guys will switch up or enhance that move set. If Cena can keep up with CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and AJ Styles, he can keep up with these guys. 
But you also gotta you also think he probably has ring rust. He's been doing movies and stuff, so he comes back sporadically. I mean, you look at the if you look at the Rock, yeah. um, you know, I don't know how the Rock when he's came back, he's been oh, kind of decent, but he's at he wasn't the same, you know, you know before he left. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. So yeah, he's probably rusty, like mentally, like man. Rock definitely like you can tell in some of his responses like he's over wrestling like yeah. fuck's that <laughs> I mean it's the same thing with the Undertaker like he wrestles what once or twice a year and you can tell like I mean yes he's up in age but maybe you should wrestle more than once or twice a year because your once or twice matches a year matches are almost cringeworthy at times Oh, that shit with him and Goldberg. <laughs> oh, no. They had to redeem themselves for that shit. You think we're going to see uh, Riddle and uh, Goldberg at some point? Probably never. Or if they do, it'll be some bullshit. Well, as soon as the bell rings, he just comes right in. And beats the shit out of Riddle. Yeah, yeah. WWE booking. I just, I don't get. I mean, I love Matt Riddle, but I just don't get why he's taunting Goldberg. Like, what is he gonna get out of it? Man, that's just his personality, man. He's bro, this and bro that. Uh, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. And that's another thing that I'm surprised he actually got signed. I don't, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that the WWE has a marijuana tax now that's legal in most states. So if you are going to smoke it, you have to pay like a tax. So I, I would assume that's how Matt Riddle. I don't know if he's completely stopped smoking. I don't see him doing that, but <laughs> yeah, I doubt it, man. You can tell that dude a stone a stone. Matt Riddle, he's cool. I, I'm surprised they let him wrestle barefoot. I'm not surprised. I mean, they let Umaga uh, wrestle barefoot. Nah, but remember, after Rusev broke his foot, they made Oscar put shoes on. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Matt Riddle's cool. Where the hell's Dolph Ziggler been? He's been teaming with Bobby Roode. Oh, yeah. He was a tag champ, a raw tag champ for a quick minute with Roode, and then uh, the Raiders won. Wow. Which, at Crown Jewel, um, the OC beat the Raiders and the tag team for my match become the best tag team in the world. Nice. The fucking Viking Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap up, I want to ask, uh, what's your thoughts on Nick Aldis? Um... I get why they, 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 that 
Corgan and whoever is in control and else is in control in NWA put put you know belt on him. Um, I'm not a big fan of his. Um, I think he's an okay wrestler, um, but he kind of has some fame with being from uh, TNA when he was Magnus. Magnus. Uh, um, he has some. I. I would have, I don't know who else I would have gone with, but I mean, he's good for now. I mean, he definitely carries himself as a champion. Uh, character wise, I think he's great for them, but I don't care for his in ring skills. Yeah, I was never a fan of him, but I watched that first episode of NWA Power and I was like, damn, this is pretty cool. I never heard all this talk like this and uh you know that whole presentation it felt like those old school Ric Flair promos where you got the fly suit on talking shit yeah um I'm surprised he never with him and his wife being Mickey James I'm surprised he never at least got I don't know if he ever got a trial for the WWE but um I think he would tank there. So I do think NWA is a, a good fit for him. Yeah. So why do you think people love power so much? Uh, it's it's different. Uh, it's different than what WWE's putting out. It's different what AEW's putting out. It's that old school feeling. Like it feels like, but it's with a modern era. And they're not, they got some people that you may know in there, but they are putting in people that you may not you may not know like um i just watched the second episode it was allison k versus uh i don't remember the girl's name but that's that's the thing they're putting uh people that you may not know um they got me interested in that joke thesis character whatever you want to call him um and that and there i don't remember what the tag team champions names are but i've never heard of them so it, um they're kind of doing what a lot of us fans want companies news to build new stars. We don't necessarily need, you know, people who are, people who are already established. Right. Everybody's craving something different. And boom. There you have it. Yep. All these different alternatives, man. So wrestling fans don't really have much of an excuse anymore. They can't just say, oh, I didn't have anything else to watch. And this is all throughout the week. Yep. There's so much out there. I mean, but here's the thing, and this is what has been my biggest problem with fans, is that now they're saying, oh, we have all this, you know, wrestling now. But before AEW, um, you know, you had a bunch of the independents. You had progress. You had New Japan. There was stuff out there. They have their own. A lot of these indie companies have their own streaming um, services. You got High Spots Network that shows the best of what's on there on the indies. You have Progress has their own their own on demand. It's only like it's less than the network. It's like seven dollars ninety cents a month. You have and you have PW World. So I get there's a lot there's a lot of excitement for what's out there now, but it kind of frustrates frustrates me that. Well, where were you guys with this excitement when or why didn't you what you know get in try to dig deeper into what else is out there 
Exactly. Exactly. We, that's why we gotta keep continuing to to support indies, man. And pay for yourself. Yeah. Don't go on Reddit looking for links and shit. Cause this is how these guys make a living, man. All those t-shirt sales, the streams, all that. They need that. These guys are not guys with guaranteed contracts who can just you know live live life the way they want. Just off, you know, being with a company. Yeah, because not everybody is going to make it or should make it to, you know, AEW or WWE. Sometimes it's just best, you know, like we're talking about Rich Swan. Rich Swan does great on the indies. He gets booked. I, there isn't a promotion that he is not booked for. And he's making, like I said, he's making more money in NXT than he was in NXT or uh, or when he was on the, the Cruiserweight show. That's what's up. For we about to get ready to wrap up for real, for real. But let me ask you, uh, anything you looking forward to as far as AEW's pay-per-view? Um, right now, I, I would say probably just oh, two matches, probably Omega versus, you know, uh, Moxley and um, the World Championship match. I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched this week, so I don't know if they announced anything I only seen highlights, so I don't know if they have announced anything else for full gear or if that's what they're going to do this. I'm sorry, go ahead. some reason it just cut out we'll be right back people yeah I couldn't hear you towards the end yeah my uh kind of having a storm here. I don't know how long I'm going to last on this connection. I'm on my data. Uh, we have a rainstorm. My internet just went out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're just wrapping up real quick. Yeah, all I was saying is I haven't heard anything else that was going to be for full gear, so I don't know what else to look forward other than the Moxley you know, Mega match and the world title match. Uh, okay, okay. I know you got to cut out, man. Uh, thanks for hopping on. Thanks, Sean, for hopping on with us as well. For this PWFU episode of the Undiluted Podcast. Looking forward to doing more of these soon. And uh, people, instead of, you know, instead of shooting the shit like we did for this first edition, we'll have more. You know, we'll take a dive into doing some reviews and get more in depth as far as, you know, the matches and different uh, 
angles and different uh, pro wrestlers you guys want to hear about and uh, members of the group. You know, some of you guys hop on with us. You know, just let me know. And uh, also, you know, shout out to the other admins and uh, PWFU. Brian here, he's one of the admins. Of course, I created the group. But, um, yeah, hope to see you guys active in the group as usual. And let's, let's, let's make those discussion threads great again, eventually. <laughs> All right, man, peace.